Welcome to the Birthing Your Book podcast, where we share this journey of experiencing full creative self-expression. I'm your host, Karen Hewson, book editor and coach for Soulpreneurs. And on this episode, I'm going to be sharing about how I have started my big creative passion project. It will probably end up being a signature program of mine, digital program, multimedia program, And it will also be a book because who am I really kidding? Um, So I want to share about how this has started, like practically, like what I've done as well, like what tools I'm using, like how I've navigated from, you know, this idea dropping in and saying yes to the idea, Uh, especially with these really big pieces of work that we do, these really like these projects that have a really large scope. When we're talking about a book that could be, you know, 30,000, 50,000, 80,000 words, um, there's a lot that we have to say. (laughs) There's a lot to be said. Or when we're looking at, you know, a signature program that's going to have like hours and hours and hours of content, of videos, of modules, of different ways to move through a program. Um, I'm really inspired by Catherine Zinkina's um, Manifestation Babe Academy. I, for the longest time, have felt like I would have a program like uh, Denise Duffield Thomas's Money Boot Camp, where it's like the core of what I'm about, like the core message that I have, like I want it all in one place and I don't want it to feel limiting or limited in any way. I just want you to be able to have it all and to be able to um, just dive into and immerse yourself in it all and have it all poured into one beautiful, beautiful place and community. Um, And so, of course, as I am moving through this journey as a book editor and business mentor, I have my own project. And if you have listened to earlier episodes about um, how the podcast started in this evolution of birthing your book, you will know that it started with this big idea of a program dropping in, which turned out that one was about systems. This one is not yet about systems um, and structures, although I am sure that will be woven in somewhere. And the piece that gave me permission to really start this podcast in this third season was that I knew I could share and bring you along on my creative journey and little did I know it wouldn't be that particular project in quite that form but that's something else that I'm going to touch on today because it doesn't have to look and feel like we expect it to at the beginning the whole way through. In fact, another episode that I've talked about on the podcast is all about how, you know, the purpose of an idea is often not the execution of the idea. The purpose of an idea is often to get us to the next step. So the purpose of, you know, the original big project idea, which was all around structures and systems, was for me to be able to start recording the podcast. I always felt and knew that there was like a big project to bring you along with and now I know what it is so that is super fun 
So where the idea started for me was a simple page in my notebook. <laughs> it was a page in my notebook that, you know, the idea hit me one day and I was like, let me just jot this down. And like most of what I do, I lead with a vision and then we feel into the aligned action. And the vision was for a signature in-depth program for all of my teaching, learning, mentoring experience around how to detox from productivity and how to shift into a much more feminine way of working, a much more intuitive led way of working um, where we can step into flow and we can be co-creating with the universe and all of the action and all of the control and all of the the planning doesn't have to be on our shoulders. Um, and so that was that was the vision um, that I jotted down. And honestly, like those words don't really capture the sense of what I know this will become and all the things that I want it to include. I mean, my personal journey that I've been on um, has been so much of navigating from that like type A over planning, hyper masculine, toxic productivity like way of getting stuff done to get to a result, like always focused on the achievement and always feeling in lack until the achievement has been like accomplished. And I've shifted from there right to where I am now and will continue to keep deconditioning, which we'll talk about later on in this episode too, um, where I'm constantly creating space. I'm constantly aligning back to enjoying the moment and enjoying what I'm doing and creating a life that I'm loving and it's almost in hindsight or on reflection that it's like oh wow yeah that all did accumulate and there were these big moments and there were these like accomplishments that happened along the way but I'm enjoying everything I'm enjoying the whole thing and I'm honoring my body and I'm honoring my energy and I'm directing my energy in flow in a way that feels really easy and fun. So there's so much less frustration and exhaustion and um, overwhelm and like despondency around progress or lack of progress and any of that because it is all, it's all progress and it's all about the journey. So I had the vision and I jotted down like a couple sentences of the vision. And then I just started like putting down some bullet points and it basically looked like this. It said, creating space, practicing stopping, ebb and flow rhythms, intuition, planning what to do and when, divine timing, sovereignty, cycles of creation, um, trusting that we can't anticipate and know all, intuitive-led doing, uh, feminine journey versus the path to goal achievement, like I just mentioned, um, releasing our grip and meaning on time, uh, creating the experience we desire in the now. And so that was actually a lot more than when it, what I had in my original page. But just to give you an idea of how a big project starts because it can be very overwhelming because when the whole big concept drops in the vision drops in and we don't necessarily have words 
to be able to communicate it yet. It's okay and we don't need all the right words to be able to communicate it. Um, The most important thing is to spend time with the idea. And so first of all, when I was jotting that down in my notebook, it really felt like I was capturing a seed. I felt like, you know, the bullet points were seeds and the vision was like, the packet of the seeds and so I felt like I had this idea of okay this is in my own head this is what it will look like this is kind of what I'm going for I want it to have all of these things that I've learned all of this all of this new perspective and and way of living and way of working that I now practice and I mean there's no way that I could just suddenly sit down and write an absolute definitive list of all of those things that was 100% complete without missing something off, without, you know, writing something in a different way. Like the, none of that, none of that sort of expectation is supportive or useful. And so it's really about starting with where we are and what we have. And I think it's really valuable to write down something because it grounds the idea into our reality further. That's really what that act of writing things down does, is it becomes this idea that's floating around and it's it forms, we form it as we write with ink on our piece of paper or type it into our notes app on our phone or however we capture our ideas. Capturing it in our 3D world brings it more into our reality and it sort of anchors it in a little bit more. Um, it tethers it to something. And so that was really the very first little seed of this big idea. And I didn't really do anything with it for a good few weeks. It just kind of sat there and I kind of felt like, yeah, there's this big project um, that I have. And the next step for me was to really just revisit the idea again. So what I did was I just still stayed in my journal and I pulled out, it was right at the tail end of one notebook that I finished. So I opened my new notebook that I was in the middle of using and I rewrote a lot of it. I just copied it over. I sat with the idea. I sat with the words. I copied them over. And as I was writing the words that already existed, that I'd already put down last time, new words started to come through. And when I was listing out the bullet points, more bullet points started to come through. And so I just let it flow. And even if I had sat down and just copied it word for word verbatim into the new book, the purpose of that was to sit with the idea again, to connect back with the idea and to feel into it and to feel into the idea. Because the whole you know, the the complete project sort of exists in the ether and it's really the process of creation is us bringing it into existence, um, which is a really delicious, delicious project and fun thing to be able to do. But we so often expect it to come out perfect and to come out in more of a complete way instead of playing in the messiness of the beginnings and allowing the you know what it looks like in the beginning 
to grow and evolve because it's not going to look like what it starts out like. If you come back to the seeds and we think of like the little seeds like growing roots, they've not even poked their little like green finger out of the ground yet. Um, but they're cracking, the seed is cracking open and roots are growing. And so this does come back to the cycles of creation, which are the cycles of the season, which are the cycles of the moon, which are the cycles of our menstrual um, period. It's all the same thing. And it starts with the winter time. It starts with the seed being planted and it starts with it staying in the ground and it being tended to. And a lot of plants need that space they need that cold they need that quiet etc I've got um yeah other episodes where I've I've spoken about this part of the process but it's really important for us to realize that the beginning gets to just be the beginning it gets to be messy it gets to like look like we're just trying to grasp at what this could be or what it could look like we're starting to put down ideas that might be included, that might not. And really the most important thing is not what it looks like. The most important thing is to spend time nurturing the idea, to spend time with the idea, sitting in the idea. So after I'd spent that other, that second time <laughs> sitting with the idea, um, again, it sat for a little while. And then I kind of got a bit more serious about it I was like okay no this is a thing that I want to spend regular time with I want to commit to it um, I want to create it I want to put the energy and attention into it so that it will grow into the vision that I have for it and I also I want to feel all of the delicious feelings of being in creation mode. Like I want to be in creation with this project and I'm not doing it for an end result. I want to do it to enjoy creating. And I think this is another huge shift in perspective that just makes the whole damn process so much more fun and enjoyable whether it's for a book or whether it's for a digital program or whether it's for any other piece of artwork or a project, when we can really get excited about and love on the process of creating, of actually spending that time maybe by ourselves with our project or maybe in collaboration with someone else, bringing, you know, talking about this idea, like expanding on it, doing our own piece to create it and grow it and write and record and paint or whatever it looks like and enjoying that enjoying the process of creation enjoying sitting down and writing enjoying following one idea to another to another to another not really knowing where you're going to end up but being absolutely delighted by what is showing up um, the other day when I got inspired on a Sunday morning to start writing because I had kind of a half a page um, of text in my head to write down, 
I went from there off to so many different places that I was not expecting and got a really beautiful download of like the shape of what the book and the program will look like and how it can be navigated in a non-linear way which I'm really really excited about and I just love how it's going to flow from one topic to another and how it's going to be a journey that you can lead yourself through um but I never would have got to those places and I you know the the delight and enjoyment wouldn't have been had if I didn't allow myself to open up my laptop with the idea with the expectation of simply writing down this half a page of text and also if I had tried to keep myself to know what I'm here to do is write down this half a page of text I don't want to go follow this thread then that would again have been blocking and limiting what was trying to come through and the creation of the program and so I think it's really important when we are in that first phase of creation of getting the material into our 3D reality, whether that's written words on a page or whether that's, you know, recording things or riffing or voice messaging or painting or whatever medium you use, when it's the first draft, when it's the first form of whatever, allow it to come through however it wants to come through allow it to be messy allow it to jump around just follow the thread like open yourself up to co-creating um and this really does feel like a co-creation with the universe where it's like yeah i am that channel for this idea and i have a huge amount of like knowledge and experience and wisdom that I've integrated and embodied and things that I've been practicing like I've got real life human examples to draw on and so it is like adding those in and just allowing allowing it to flow <laughs> it'll come back to that a lot allowing it to flow and allowing that to look messy allowing that to be oh I didn't think this is what I was doing today this isn't where I expected it to go like allow yourself to be surprised because that in itself is a huge amount of the fun and enjoyment of the creation process and so I think it's so important for us to set up a our own personal expectations and a structure a very supportive divine structure to allow that flow which in is actually the definition of divine masculine is to then allow the feminine to flow um and so what that looked like for me and this is yeah just for me like how it looks for you can be completely different but this is just an idea you know this is just to give you an idea and an example of of one of the many many ways that this can look like um so what that looked like for me like setting myself up to say okay this is a thing that I'm going to do and I want it all in one place that was my first thing is I I wanted a place to come and commune with the idea essentially and so 
I had a couple pages across a couple notebooks with some scribbles and I was like, okay, no, I'm going to get a fresh notebook and I'm going to devote that notebook to this project. So that's where I started. I started with, okay, I'm going to just spend some time. Again, I had no expectations around how long I would spend, how often I would be spending time with this project. I just decided that day in that moment, I was going to spend some more time with it. And so I got this brand new fresh notebook and I took the ideas and notes that I had already and I just again I started writing them out and so I had a page where I was like this is the vision and I kind of riffed and wrote a bit more of what was coming through on the vision and then I did capture a little bit around like structure of the program that had come through earlier um, and that was more just as a like I'm just going to put this here and then we're going to kind of forget about it. I'm going to talk a little bit more about like the structure of the container and the launching and the the pressure to like monetize the project as well in a bit. Um, and then I wrote down those bullet points and then I kept riffing on the bullet points. Um, but then I realized like where else have I got material? And I, I realized that my podcast episodes since the very first episode of the very first season of the podcast all of this content is all about my perspective on how we can work in a more intuitive way, how we can co-create with the universe and step into flow and lead ourselves um, through our life in a way that creates a very enjoyable, expansive, nourishing life in the now, in every moment, in every day. And so... Um, and I also had started putting down ideas for what I at the time again thought would be a book or a, a program um, in a different piece of writing software from like a year or more ago. And so I was like, oh, I've got these things in all these different places and I do want one place. Um, and also when I was writing in my notebook, I was really feeling this pull to type. And with my history of like seven years um, writing fiction and pursuing publication, I mean, I was very, very dedicated for that whole time. And I would sit down almost every day and I would write and I would let the story flow. And it would just, I had so much fun. So there is so much like muscle memory and just like nostalgia and, um, enjoyment that I get from sitting down and typing and allowing the ideas and thoughts and words to flow and that it, it really really is one of my happy places and so what I decided was that I would open up a new project in a writing application and I'll talk about different writing apps in a minute um, and I would bring all of the different ideas from all of the different places in. So I would start typing up my notes from my notebook and I could pull in the notes from um, the other writing app that I'd used a while ago and I could copy in a list of all of the um, episode titles of my podcast. So that was all in there to reference. Um, and so that's kind of what I did as, you know, one of the early times spending time with this project is I kind of set up a place for us to hang out, essentially. Um, so let me talk about writing apps and then we'll come back again 
to continue the story um because quite often we can get really stuck where it's like well where do i put something and often the structure of the tool we're using can start to feel a little bit limiting or like it doesn't quite give us the freedom that we want to be able to flow and move around. Um, And honestly, that's kind of how I felt with a notebook where, you know, I wanted to start really writing out these ideas and that would be for 500 words or for a thousand words. And I, I wanted that to be in a digital place where I could type it out because for me, typing is, I can touch type really fast it's a way to really flow with my ideas. Um, So one piece of writing software that I have been familiar with for years since my writing days is called Scrivener, and we will link this up in the show notes. Um, It is a desktop application. So because it has, it was created before the days of like web applications, um, it is an app for like Apple and Windows and whatever that you download onto your computer. Um, It is really great for writing any kind of book whether that's a fiction book, non-fiction book. Um, Like I said, with my project, it will be a program, like a digital program as well. So what I'm expecting, and again, maybe this will happen this way, maybe it won't, but kind of what I'm expecting is I'll get to a point where I have a lot of these ideas down and I'll have enough of a enough of these ideas down so that I have an outline for each module so I'll I'll have a really broad a nice broad brush stroke across the entire um set of scope of the content and then I'll be able to say oh yeah so these modules have formed and within these modules this is what I want to cover and within these modules like these are the details that I need to reference or these are the the concepts that I want to reference and things like that so at some point I'll have enough of that information where I'll be like okay now I can record these modules I can deliver these modules etc um in the same way that if you're writing a book, um, depending on your process and your flow through, it might be that, you know, you write all sorts of different sections or chapters or bits here and there that then get moved around. And so one of the great things with using um, a piece of software like Scrivener, and there's another one as well that I'll talk about, is that it does give you the ability to reorganize what you're doing it gives you like a post-it note outline view it gives you a like in manuscript like document view you can have chapters and sub chapters and sections and you can move things around and so that is something that was highly desirable for me and for the way I work because I really go big picture then I'll go into the detail then I'll spin off to the side and then I'll go do some research Scrivener also has a section for research um it's a very affordable tool as well I feel like it's around 100 New Zealand dollars to buy a lifetime subscription outright it's not even a subscription it's just like a buy the software um and it has a really uh great 30-day trial where the trial actually counts how many days you use the software. It's not like a 30-day duration. So um, yeah, Scrivener is one to check out. The limitation that Scrivener has is that you can't access it from multiple devices. So this is really to have a think about like how you want to be 
spending time with your project if you are great sitting down at your computer or you're taking your laptop to wherever you want to be and that's how you work best then Scrivener will will work great um I really wanted something that I could look at from multiple devices whether it was my phone or my tablet or to be on my computer to type things out so there's um, a piece of software called living writer again we'll link it up and that's um basically it's got a lot of the same functions as scrivener it's not quite as mature because it's not been around as long but as far as like the ability to have sections and different structures um, and chapters and subchapters and outline views and in document views and to be able to like move things around and reorganize them and like move around the project the way that I really desire to move around the project um, it definitely covers off all of that and yeah and it also works really well like on my tablet if I want to sit and do something there or if I want to jump onto my phone and reference something um, that flexibility for me is huge and it is a subscription-based web application so it's um, I think there's annual subscriptions or monthly subscriptions um, and so it's a it's kind of interesting because it's just a different model it's just a different model so um, those are two uh, sort of writing applications that are available that I would you know recommend taking a look at and seeing what works for you I have clients that use both of them um, the other thing that living writer like for me as an editor that works really well is you can actually share your projects so I have access to one of my clients projects like exactly where she's writing it she doesn't have to export it to somewhere else and we can collaborate in the same file so that's quite cool um, I have another client that is just working on Google Docs so like it does not have to be complicated and please do not like over complicate this if you feel like okay I've been writing in my notebook and I want to type something out just go into a document <laughs> and start typing if you want to start organizing your ideas and you want an outline view as well as being able to dive in and elaborate more on those ideas then maybe take a look at one of the writing apps that gives you that dual view um, but honestly if you're just wanting to get in there and write and stay in that detailed level like a google document or a word document or whatever document like you use is going to be perfectly sufficient we do not need to overcomplicate things at all the other beautiful thing is that most of these are all very interchangeable so the early notes and ideas that I had were in Scrivener and then I moved them into Living Writer you know Google Docs are really easy or documents are really easy to import into other things like you're never really locked into one place so you can't make the wrong decision just let yourself be led by I'm spending time with this project what environment do I need to move into next like how do I want to arrange these ideas or capture these ideas in a way that feels really good to me and it could simply be like throwing a gigantic piece of paper down on the floor and creating a big mind map and like having that up on your wall and then you've got a document where you're like writing stuff down like there's so many different ways and so 
this is this is something that I can really help my clients with and help people with is organizing and getting that structure in place where it's just enough for you to be able to stay in flow. So if you are like working on your projects, organizing your ideas, um, and you're kind of getting stuck because you don't feel like you have a handle on the big picture or you're starting to worry about whether it'll connect up with other things, like that's because you need to have a slightly different view or structure on what you're doing. Um, And so that's something where uh, my crazy brain is really great at organizing a whole bunch of ideas and finding the patterns and finding the threads. And because I have spent many years overcomplicating things and then learning how to simplify and how to create just enough structure so that we can keep flowing with the creative ideas, I've got lots of different ways that we can do it so that it supports your specific way of creating and it supports your self-expression and your creative project. So if you would like any support like that then please do get in touch um I've got different ways that you can work with me uh as far as like one um one-on-one for like a week to get clarity and move you through whatever sort of sticking point you're at um as well as sort of coaching and mentoring around the creation process so um have a look in show notes for more details on those so now when we have some structure And we have this project idea that we are simply spending time with and we can just see where it goes and see how it unravels. And we have this vision and we're going to sort of follow the threads until we're led in a new direction. Um, One of the commitments that I've made um, in support with my coach, because I feel like this is very important, um, is that I'm going to spend at least one hour each week with this project. So as far as, I guess, setting expectations and committing to a project and, you know, the old way that I would have gone about something like this, which would have been, okay, it needs to look like this. I'm going to, and you know, predict that I need six months and I'm going to spend this much time on it and I want to get to these points within these timeframes and all of this like baggage around what it needed to look like and how the process needed to look and what the timeline needed to be and at what point I would be ahead or behind or whatever. Um, I mean, I've detached from that so long ago that it hasn't even factored in from a timing perspective. I simply want to spend time with it because I want to see it grow and I want to get the incredible enjoyment and satisfaction that I get from being in the creation process and so I've started really simply with let's just spend an hour each week and of course sometimes that hour will turn into more and often I will feel called to create or research or read within the subject matter that I'm creating in and I'll be inspired by conversations that I have with other people and it'll all turn out that it's all interrelated anyway so I'm kind of working on it all the time (laughs) in different ways but that actual sitting down and spending time with it like that's the commitment that I'm making and the other commitment that I'm making to it is to 
really be in the creation mode, to stay in creation mode and not to try force this project into a particular container. I'm not going to try and monetize this project before it's ready. And this is a huge, hugely new experience for me. I have never, since my writing days is probably the only time, but in online business, I have never created and offer a program, a something, without the strategy in mind, without this is a freebie to convert X people to my email list to be able to then sell an offer, without thinking, okay, but what structure is this container going to have and how many people could I have in it and how much could I sell it for? So therefore, if I had X number of students, like how much could I make and how would I launch it so that I could make that many sales like I've never sat with an idea I've never sat with an offer a project or whatever and been in the creation mode without having the pressure of monetizing it and so this is a very new experience for me and that's where the support from my coach comes in and the support from my team as well because I've I've said to them too I'm like I've not done this before. Like this is an area where my old conditioning is going to be, you know, is going to come up more because I haven't, um, I haven't established the boundaries as strongly as I have in other areas. I've not practiced this new way of creating and working in this way before. Um, so it's a really, really important commitment for me to stay in this space of creation without it needing to have a particular shape or form and without needing to know how much I could sell the program for like that's so not relevant right now um, because I am in such early stages of really just fleshing out the, the scope of what's going to be included. Like, what are the topics? Where are we going? Um, and different parts are forming. And this came up just last week for me, which is why I wanted to speak to it. And I have this really specific example that I've been working through over the last few days. And I, you know, I spent some more time with it and I gained some more clarity and I am really loving focusing on our relationship with time and this is going to be part of the kind of beginning or kind of lead into the program and I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on these three different aspects of time as well because it's just really fascinating um, but it's essentially that we have chronological time chronos time as the greeks called it which is measured time and in our current society and culture we have built our lives up around this measured time we have made our experience of time whether time feels like it's passing quickly or taking forever um, we have made our experience of time wrong because we have valued the measurement of time over and above our experience. So does 10 minutes go by really quickly? Does it seem to take forever? Doesn't matter how it feels. It was 10 minutes. Um, 
And then there's also what I talk about as divine timing, where it's like, okay, but which 10 minutes do I do this thing in? Like, at, there's lots of possibilities of like where, at what point in time to take an action, but like, where, where is the aligned time for that action? And so I had this drop in that this was really the place to start. The place to start was to begin to detach ourselves from the meaning we have given chronological time, from the the power we have given it over and above our own personal experience and our own abilities to do things or rest or whatever. Um, And there's lots of other reasons why, but I sort of was following this this thought pattern and I was like oh that would be a re and I started to write down um kind of a module outline and I was like oh we could start here and then you'd talk about this and then we'd talk about this and so after the first three I sort of had four and five but it, it didn't quite hold together the same and I was like oh this needs to take a slightly different shape but these first three sharing about these concepts in these ways this holds together this you know that feels a little bit more clear it's got a little bit more of a structure to it and I thought you know I could do a version of this program where we do that I could deliver those three modules like they as a set they stand alone they hold huge value that would be like mindset shifting and life-changing with just those three and so I kind of was spiraling down this like okay well if I did those three modules and then maybe I could do a fourth like Q&A coaching call and then that would be really great information and conversation to feed into like how to um, progress from these three that I have this clarity on and then maybe I could price it at $333 and then that would be like $111 for each module but then there'd be four so maybe I could do it as 444 but then that felt a bit stretchy and a little bit on the higher end of where I'm comfortable so I was like maybe I could do a sliding scale where it like starts at 111 and it's a pre-sale and then it like increases each week to then 222 and 333 and 444 and then when I want to add on and I want to do the program in a different way and I want to maybe include those modules in something else, I could then give people like a discount code for however much they spent on that part of the program to the like bigger program that it's now a part of. Oh my God, can we take a breath? Like it's not a bad strategy. It's a perfectly, like I actually like this approach. (laughs) I actually like the structure. It still feels really interesting and really fun. The problem with it was that I had diverted my attention from the creation process and I had shifted it into monetizing the idea. So my attention and focus had shifted away from spending time with the idea for the purpose of the idea, for the growth and expansion within the structure of the idea which currently had no well which previously had no limits and instead I had really latched on to the containers within these three modules and then with my focus diverted onto this structured way to monetize this first portion of the idea 
the what happened was I said, okay, I, I have this clarity now, but to be able to actually like launch and promote it, there's still gaps. So I'm like, oh, now I'm in lack. Now I feel like I don't have everything I need to be able to share about it and promote it, which means I'm not feeling confident in the idea, which feel, which means I'm not grounded in the launch. And I also feel like I need to do more work to fill the gaps in order to be able to share about it, launch it, promote it, and ultimately receive money. When the niggling motivation in the back of my head was actually like, why does it need to make money right away? And again, this is the time thing. Like, where, why is there suddenly a time pressure to fill the gaps, to launch the thing, to receive the money? And then there was that little sneaky tendril in the back of my mind where I had set, had set and have set the intention to receive $8,000 through my business in February. That's what I did in January. It's a whole vibe, not a target, a vibe. I had to remind myself of that. And so that is where there was the crack and the crack allowed the old programming to come in and that was how it was able to divert me. And so in a conversation with my support queen just yesterday, I really clarified the difference between two approaches when it comes to sharing and monetizing the program. Because I don't feel like I have to wait until I have the whole program complete in its beautiful like hour upon hour or like completed book draft version to share it. I feel like this program is going to grow and evolve as I grow and evolve. It's going to be something that I continuously learn new things about and add to and expand on it's not something that I ever really want to be done or finished or that I close the chapter or the book on it's that's not the kind of program and life's work that I want to have that's not the relationship I want to have with my life's work in this format and so it really came for me I was like no of course I'm going to be able to share it in a form to start with that isn't going to be it's forever form. It's going to grow and evolve and expand. And at some point, I think it'll grow into like, yeah, this is the shape it's going to take and I can just keep adding to it in this format. But it's going to take a little while to get there. And I don't want to hold back and wait on the information um, until I have 80% of it. Like I still love the idea of putting out a three module program that's going to be like, a first part of this piece of work. Um, however, the point at which, the divine timing, right? Not the chronological timing, not my experience of how long it's taking, but the, the divine moment, the aligned time to take the aligned action comes more from the energy behind it than it does from what it is. So technically, having had this clarity around the structure, I could change my approach and I could focus in on each of these modules and what do I need to flesh out to be able to teach those modules. But that 
for me, again, clarify for me, <laughs> energetically, that feels like I'm coming from a place of lack and I'm coming from a place of need. I'm needing to fill this so that I can do this other thing like da 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 I need to do these things so that I can receive the money. And it's like you don't have to overcomplicate things or overly control how you receive the money. There's lots of different ways you can receive money. This could be one of them, but there's no time pressure around it. There's no need for this to be like happening now. There's like a pressure and an immediacy that comes into it. Alternatively, I continue to spend time with the project. I continue to flesh things out. And then there becomes a time when, yes, I'm gaining clarity on these modules and these structures, but there comes a time where I have gathered all the information and there aren't any gaps. And actually these modules are all outlined and there's no reason why I couldn't share. There's no reason why I couldn't open up a program that delivers these three modules and provides the value while I am also continuing to spend time on the project with the project and allowing it to grow and flourish in whatever directions it's wanting to. That energy is very different. That's an energy of overflow. That's an energy of there's no blockers. It's inflow. There's no reason why I couldn't. It's just here. It's ready. It's sitting. It's waiting for people. So why hold it back? And the energy around it suddenly becomes like I'm trying to hold it back instead of I'm trying to push it forward. And the natural flow of it is at that point to be shared, is at that point to be opened up, to be witnessed and received by other people. And that's a very different energy. What I'm doing is the same. How I'm doing it, the energy behind it, completely different. And so that was the clarity that I received and that was the choice I got to make. Which experience did I want to have? Which energy did I want to follow? Of course, I'm following the overflow, inflow <laughs> from abundance. There's no reason not to invite people in. Like that's the point at which I want to be sharing about it and launching it and opening it up to people is when I don't want to compromise my creative experience and my enjoyment of creating with no holds barred, with no barriers, with no needing to stay within a container, with no having to work on these three modules because I need to like make money from it in a certain time frame, both things false. Um, I want to have the complete free reign and feel very free in the creative self-expression of channeling this program, of co-creating this program, of seeing where it wants to take me instead of me trying to control where it's going because I can't be surprised that way. I want to be surprised. I want to have my own aha moments. I want to go deeper with this content, with this information, with this wisdom. I want to be enlightened and I want to integrate it further and I want to be embodied and I want to practice it deeper than I ever have before through the process of creating it. And so that in the first instance, the creation process becomes a process for us. It becomes a process for us to explore 
these topics and areas and perspectives deeper to practice more, to embody it more, to integrate further. And so the creation process, first and foremost, becomes an act for ourselves. And then it becomes a point of, oh, well, there's no reason why I couldn't share this. This is beautiful. Like I've had my experience with it and now it's ready to be opened up for others to have their own experience with it. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that really resonates. I know that so often our creative endeavors, these big creative projects can get hijacked by time pressures and by the pressure to monetize when we have this, you know, thing that we're creating that could could and will inevitably become monetized but ultimately don't compromise the experience that is available to you for you to go deeper with your own practices and with your own wisdom and on your own journey and feel into that divine timing choose I mean, you get to choose. I personally would recommend choosing overflow, staying in flow, staying in co-creation and sharing from that place of abundance and overflow Um, because it, it just feels cleaner to me. It feels cleaner to me and it feels um, really, really clear. Clear and clean is the best way to describe it because there's nothing... There's no alternative motives there. There's no time pressure. There's no money pressure. There's just this really genuine like opening of our hearts to share our experiences, what we have learned, what we have practiced and what we have created and to invite people to have their own experiences with that creation. So thank you very much for listening If this resonated, if you want to talk more with me about your own big creative project, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Please do send me a message on Instagram. Um, There's links in the show notes for how you can find out more about working with me, whether that's just for a week to gain some clarity and momentum on your project or whether you want to join um, a group mentoring um, container with me to have ongoing support as you navigate your big creation process, I would be so honored to chat with you about it. Have a beautiful day.